This is the Love and Sex Unfiltered Podcast. Hosted by licensed marriage and family therapist and certified Gottman Method couples therapist, Sonia Jensen. Let's dive into the unfiltered side of what it takes to create communication, intimacy, and chemistry, not just in relationships with a partner, but the relationship you have with you. Here's your host, Sonia Jensen. Welcome to another session of the Love and Sex Unfiltered podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Jensen, and I am like geeking out for real today because one of my favorite people in the whole world, and if any of you listening are my clients, you know I joke about having Botox and fillers all the time. Well, I have invited Candace, who is my amazing injector, and she owns the amazing Aurora Med Spa here in Georgetown, Texas. And she just makes me look beautiful. It makes me feel amazing. And so I thought, what better podcast idea than to talk about femininity, self-care, taking care of yourself, and investing in yourself. So Candace, welcome. Thank you. And thank you, Sonia, for having me here. It is definitely a pleasure. You make my job super easy. I will say that for everyone listening. So I do own Aurora Med Spa. We are in Georgetown, which is like 20 miles north of Austin. We opened a couple years ago and I have the pleasure of treating patients, both men and women, every day with Botox, fillers. Um, We do different treatments like chemical peels and laser treatments and yeah, all sorts of fun stuff. Absolutely. Now I met Candace on accident. (laughs) (laughs) I think I was the first one on your online scheduling system Mm -hmm. and she walked it. She's never met me before. She's like, wow, you got your hair done. Oh my gosh, I still remember that. <laughs> I do. So I'm talking to her. I was like, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I got it done a couple weeks ago, but you never met me. <laughs> no, I was like, I think it looks different than it did last time. She totally thought it was another client, and I wasn't even on her books because their online scheduling <laughs> system wasn't working. That was day one of our online booking system. That was. That was. And we've grown a beautiful relationship since then. Our daughters are actually upstairs playing while we're locked in my closet drinking wine because <laughs> Candace was like, how is this recording going to go? What do I need to wear? And I had to like, reassure her several times that nobody's going to see her on this podcast. I know. I almost canceled because I wanted to do my hair before this, and then I realized this was not going to be filmed. It's not going to be filmed. I mean, I can film you. We should take a picture and put it on Instagram (laughs) stories. But what I really want to talk about and how we're going to like incorporate this into love and sex is I think one of the major things that I see in working with couples and working with sexuality is that Women especially, and and I think this goes for men too, but women especially do not invest in themselves. They want to, they think about it, um, but honestly, they put themselves on the back burner. And mm-hmm. so, and and I think there's a lot of misconceptions about like what investing in yourself actually entails, and how do you take care of your skin? How do you think about aging, and how does that impact your sense of self and you know, your desire to be sexual. Because one of the top reasons why women especially struggle with wanting to be sexual is body image issues. I have women every day that come in, they feel ridiculously guilty that they're even in there spending money. Should they tell their husband, their husband may not approve. It could be for so many numerous reasons. It could be for the fact that their husband is afraid that they're going to look different or weird, or they like the way that they look, or they shouldn't be spending that kind of money on themselves because they have kids and college. And it's just so interesting, the stories that I hear on a daily basis. And honestly, a lot of times it breaks my heart too that 
these women are feeling like this, like guilty to make themselves feel good. And I feel like everyone should have the chance to feel good, even if it's just a simple facial or obviously our favorite Botox or... (laughs) (laughs) It's my favorite. It's my favorite too. But I think Candace is right. And I think oftentimes I grew up not understanding how to take care of my skin. And it wasn't until my 30s where I was like, okay, I really have to start thinking about how I want to grace, age gracefully, right? And who do you go to? And what do you start with? And what do you really need? And I think Candace is truly the master at making you look like an enhanced version of yourself. So I don't feel like anybody who walks out of your office looks like a different person. No, not at all, Sonia. Here's the deal. We are all on this train of aging, right? We're, we're both on there together. Yeah. It's a don't terrible... Don't say that, Candace. You're younger than me. <laughs> it is a sad, sad story with not a very good ending, right? And we're all on there. Aging is going to change the way that, that you look your husband looks at you every day, your spouse or your significant other looks at you and they're like, I love the way that you look. And we all do. But the problem is, is that you won't look the same if you do nothing for the next couple of decades, you will start to look different. So what we do in our practice is we try to stop that train a little bit or at least slow it down. We can't get off of it, but it's just a matter of can we slow it down to help you look the way that you feel like you look or to help enhance it. And to help you look prettier, because who doesn't want to look a little prettier, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We all just want that little pick-me-up. This is like, when I look at myself in the mirror, I feel confident. Like, I see myself. You know, on top of starting my business about four years ago, going into private practice for myself and really working with couples and women and, and sexuality concerns and relationship issues... I noticed that I didn't really know how to invest in myself or take care of myself. And I was always that person with that fear of scarcity mindset about even doing something nice for myself. I don't care if it was just a manicure or pedicure, but I have found that a big part of my growth trajectory was investing in myself and learning the things that I had never learned when I was younger. Like what is appropriate skincare? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I can't tell you how many patients walk into my door that they firmly believe that coconut oil and a bar of soap is the way to anti-aging. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not. (laughs) It is not. Now, Now, for the record, I will go ahead and divulge that I do Botox. Every three months, Mm -hmm. I just got my first set of eye fillers Mm -hmm. just because I was looking a little tired. It's like your first (laughs) set of shoes. (laughs) And I've had lip injections done, which I, by the way, think lip injections are amazing. Even though they were somewhat painful the first time, it sounds like you have some options for them not being so (laughs) painful now. But overall, it's what you do every day. I think washing your face twice a day. I use Epionce treatment and then also the TNS, Mm -hmm. correct? From Skin Medica. Mm-hmm. Yep. The I mean, the big thing is definitely coming up with a routine, establishing something past just your typical face wash and coconut oil. I don't know if you've ever used that before, but I, I, I think I did. I yeah. tried it in my hair, but it didn't. Yeah. It, it didn't belongs come out. in your food, <laughs> not in your, not at least not in your face. I swear to God, I, I walked around like like with greasy hair for like two weeks <laughs> because I couldn't get the coconut oil. <laughs> It was gorgeous. Just like squirt out some of your hair onto (laughs) your food before you cooked it. (laughs) I absolutely did. I absolutely always was like, oh, honey, you need a little bit of extra fat in in your food right now. 
Uh, but I think you have to get really good at washing your face. Um, mm-hmm. Retinol treatment. Yep. Retinol um, is super important. Anyone over the age of 30 should definitely be using a retinol. It helps with the cell turnover and helps with collagen production. And uh, again, sad story. Whenever we're somewhere around 30, we stop producing our own collagen. So we're left with doing things like retinol and exfoliating and chem peels and lasers and all that fun stuff just to give us a little bit of a boost. I have to ask this question. Does drinking collagen help? Oh, man, I should have prepared for this question. (laughs) (laughs) So I get asked this question quite a bit, and there are so many mixed reviews on this subject. I think the short answer is I don't think it'll hurt. Do I think that it's necessarily going to help? It would just depend on what you're doing, what you're drinking it for. Collagen is an important part of your body, right? It's not just in your skin to help get rid of wrinkles. It's used for so many other things. So I think the short answer is I think it will help something. Is it going to give you back your skin over you were 20? No. Is it going to erase your wrinkles? 100%. That's not going to happen. That's not realistic. (laughs) What? I know. I, I know. To that fancy wrinkles. collagen drink from GNC, it's not going to do it. it. I don't care if it's pink. It's not It's not going to work. But is it? Is it still beneficial for you? Sure. I just think that it's make sure you're spending your time and your money and your energy and things that work, which, I mean, again, why we're here is because we both love Botox so much. And it. as big of a misconception that Botox has guys, it works. It does. It does. <laughs> it does. Okay. It but does. can you dispel some of the myths of Botox? What would be more fun is tell me what myths do you think are out there? I think people think that Botox is going to make you look like a different person. Yeah. I yeah. think people think that Botox is a chemical that's really going to hurt your body. Yeah. Okay. Um, those are the main ones that I okay. hear. Well, yeah. let's just talk about those two for a second. Cause those are both common questions that I get asked on the daily or fears that I get asked on on the daily. And I would say for the first one that Botox is going to make you look like a different person. Here's the short and sweet with Botox. Okay. I'm not going to get too sciencey because I know no one cares about that or has time for that. But Botox is just relaxing the muscle movement. That is it. It has been around for many decades, over three decades. Botox has been around, has over 12 FDA indications. We only use it for cosmetics for three of them. So it's doing a lot more than just getting rid of your lines and wrinkles. It does not fill in your lines and wrinkles, doesn't make your face look weird. It's just relaxing those muscles a little bit. So you're just not making those expressions as harsh. Think about a piece of paper that you folded in half and then you unfolded that piece of paper and you wanted those lines to eventually go away. You have to relax that paper if you want to get that crease to come out, right? You can't just start getting rid of the crease if the paper is still folded. Same idea with your muscles and your face. You have to relax that muscle a little bit if you want to get rid of that line. But it is definitely not going to make you look like a different person. It's not going to make you look like a real housewife. That's just not not the case. (laughs) And it's sometimes that's bad news to people who want to look like that, right? Botox is just, that's just not what it does. Um, It goes back to that same thing on that train, right? We're all on there. We're all aging. We're all going to look different over time. Aging is a real fact of life. That's going to make you look like a different person. Botox is just there to help slow that down a little bit, to make you not look like a different person. And then your second point, which I would say not as common, but definitely being around the Austin area, I get told this a lot. You know, Botox, oh my gosh, it's a toxin in my body. I'm so scared about it. I don't want to put that in my body. 
you know, these are usually from my women that are coming in after drinking alcohol or with like a Starbucks or (laughs) eating Cheetos the day before. I mean, who knows, right? So there are toxins everywhere out there. We don't know what's what's in every single thing. Let's just be honest with that. But Botox is recognized in your body as a purified protein. It's just there to help attach to another receptor that's blocking these neurons from firing, stopping your muscles from contracting. That is it. It's nothing, it's nothing crazy. It's your, it's nothing harmful. It really isn't. It's one of the safest drugs in the market. Botox is? Botox is, yeah. That's amazing. It is. I love Botox personally. This episode is not just about like to sell you (laughs) Botox. Let's be honest. But one of the things I have a big passion for is one, get the facts. I think we make so many decisions based off of hearsay or things that we think could happen or we read it off Dr. Google. <laughs> oh, yes. That's my favorite. <laughs> and and we think that it's fact. And and really, and, and second, I also want, and, and I have my husband go to see Candace. He was like, why are you getting Botox? And he's actually like. <laughs> Until he was like, okay, now I know why. Now he's like, honey, my boat, it's time. And I'm like, you're so excited. <laughs> Expensive. But I think investing in yourself is important. I think that the way you spend your time and the way you spend your money really showcase your priorities. And if you look at the average couple that at least comes into my office, like they spend a lot of money on bills, going out to eat, distracting, and their kids. And then there's very little left over for them to invest personally in themselves or to invest in the relationship. I'm not saying you have to go get Botox. The the moral of this story is think about the things that are important to you, how you feel, how you look, how you present yourself. We were talking about this when I was like scaring her about what the podcast was going to be about. But I think (laughs) how you look has a direct impact to how you feel. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And your confidence level, how you carry yourself. Mm-hmm. what you allow yourself to explore. I think you should be thinking about your values. And you all hear me saying that. Think about what you do and why you do it and be intentional with it. This was one of my first investments in myself after after starting my business. I was really feeling the weight of being tired, being a mom, starting a company. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I've always wanted to get a good skincare routine in there. Um, And my first attempt at going to get Botox, she literally put 11 units in one line right across the top. Did I know this? I think so. But she put one. We established that first. It was not Candace. But she put like 11 units of Botox right across one wrinkle on my forehead. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to feel so great. And I go up and my forehead just starts sinking. And my eyes just look dark and heavy. And it felt like a brick. Mm-hmm. sitting on my face mm-hmm. it does and I just like this doesn't look pretty and it mm-hmm. wore off in like mm-hmm. I don't know two months yeah probably yeah you guys just said your forehead yeah mm-hmm. so how many units of Botox do I get now like every three uh, to four months somewhere in the 40s yeah yeah exactly and it's about strategic placement mm-hmm. yeah it is it's all about placement dose equals duration with Botox um absolutely but Again, going along with what you said, the moral of that story is it doesn't have to be Botox, right? Botox is what we do. We do among a million other different things to make ourselves feel good. I get a lot of patients who will come into my office, a lot of 
women who have gone through some traumatic event in their life, Mm -hmm. whether it be their husband just died or their kid just committed suicide or something just happened, you would have no, you would, you would never guess how many stories I have of patients that come in that have had these events. You could probably speak to more than I can, but it really is truly amazing. And they come in, they're like, I don't even know why I'm here. And they kind of just stare off into space. And it takes, you know, obviously building rapport with them over these next few minutes to kind of figure out what is going on. Something is bringing you in. Something is always bringing you in, right? Whether it's your best friend down the street or you were, you had $300 burning a hole in your pocket, something is bringing you in. Yeah. It really is amazing, right? Like that's what's making them feel better is getting a little yeah. bit of Botox. Now, right. is that never would have mattered whenever their husband was alive all these times, but now you need something to feel good. So getting Botox, it's not just the Botox at that point. <laughs> it truly isn't. It's doing something small that they believe will help make them feel better. Yeah. It's investing in themselves, yeah. right? Like when trauma and and trauma is defined as an event or an experience that changes your ideas about the world, yourself and others. Mm-hmm. Right? So when we have a traumatic event that shifts everything in our entire world, it kind of forces us to look at our priorities. What we are doing that we love and are grateful for and are happy about and the things in our areas in our lives that we've been neglecting. And so people coming into your office probably have spent a lot of their time grieving or preparing for grief and loss Mm -hmm. or just kind of living life with their heads down. And now they're finally deciding like, oh, hey, I I am important. Mm -hmm. It is time as a young mom your body changes mm-hmm. so much and nobody t- oh, nobody tells you no one and if they do they're not telling you to the extent of what is happening no and another thing is they don't even tell you what it's like to have five-year-olds no oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh. or teenagers about that? that's why we need the botox <laughs> and the wine let's be real <laughs> Okay, so we were just sitting downstairs. Our we have so Candace has two girls and I have one girl. They're all in school together and then I have my teenage son here. They're all yelling at each other. Spaghetti's flying. <laughs> you know, they're making fart jokes. I think they said the word poop like 20 times. I swear at the to table. god. <laughs> and and we we keep looking around like who who said that? Was that mine or was that yours? I don't even Does know. Does yours say point. poop too? <laughs> yes. It's like the funniest thing on the planet. And they age you. Like nobody tells you how hard it is. Mm-hmm. Not just like how your body changes after having kids, but like people drink to deal with their <laughs> stress. <laughs> Or we numb by watching Netflix, we complain, we complain to our friends, but like, are we really saying to ourselves, like, it's okay to take care of yourself first? Right. Like, it's a stupid cliche, like, everybody uses this, but if you're on an airplane, put your oxygen mask on first before helping others. But having kids ages you. It does. Having kids definitely ages you. I would agree with that. (laughs) Yes. Having kids will age you. Being married can be stressful for certain relationships, right? I'm sure you I don't know what relationship isn't stressful. It is. Even relationships with your family is stressful. Relationships with your coworkers could potentially be stressful. Relationships with your friends could be stressful. Stress wears on you. Stress ages you. It's important to make sure you're taking care of yourself, whether that be walking outside, working out, going to the gym, going to get a facial, getting your hair done. I make jokes to my husband all the time. Sometimes just getting a spray tan makes me feel good. It You I always mean, look on point with your spray tan. I like to be a Simpson color. That's my favorite. <laughs> <to be. laughs> I'm glad 
glad you said it. I didn't. <laughs> but I have never gotten a spray tan, Candace. What? I never. Why aren't we doing that right now? I don't. After I don't, this podcast. After, I need a spray tan. <laughs> I'm afraid of looking like the Simpsons color. <laughs> well, now that we've established that that's what I look like. <laughs> You're hilarious. Okay, but how long have you been married? We have been married for ten and a half years. We've been together for 12, almost 13 years, which is crazy. Your husband's so sweet. He's not eating carbs right now. So is he nice when he's not eating carbs? (laughs) Well, he's eating his complex carbs, right? He's eating his sweet potatoes. (laughs) I love it. When her husband first met me and he found out that I was a sex therapist. Oh, my God. He was like, you can't spend time with her anymore, Candace. (laughs) First off, no. He thought that was like a home run for him. He was convinced that with me spending time with you that it would like that you would tell me how much more sex I should be having on a daily right. basis. So how much sex do you think the average couple should have? Oh gosh. Well, <laughs> what is your husband? Know, I've had wine now. So <laughs> you should have asked me that earlier. I would say how much sex me as a female during a week, I would say like three to four times a week. Are you for real? Is, is like an, is like plenty and enough. I was going to I feel like that's like, wow, girl. My husband would say multiple times a day. He is convinced that whenever we first got married, we had sex three times a day. I don't even know how we would have had time for that. I was a nurse. My vagina would fall off. (laughs) Definitely now. (laughs) Speaking of Botox, did you know that you could put Botox in your vagina to help relax it? Yes. Okay, because in my thought process, yes, your vagina is a muscle and those walls can atrophy. They can get, and I have women that I've worked with that are struggling even after being married for a long time, still never having sex. Wow. Because of how tight the muscles are and the fear of it being painful. So, do they see doctor like do they are they seeing a primary or uh, if, an OBGYN if that is happening they always have to be referred to their right. OBGYN just to make sure like you don't have pelvic floor atrophy or different right. things like that but could Botox yes, help with that absolutely depending on what the issue is if it is just a matter of everything being too tight and constricted then yes I mean Gosh, now I'm trying to think back in uh, my nursing career, but I know that I would have patients that before they would deliver almost be like loosened down there because their vaginal wall was so tight and constricted. Those patients would have been great candidates for Botox too. Really? So So at delivery? Before delivery. Before delivery. Uh Wow. That's fascinating. Mm -hmm. I would say that like one of the main reasons sex is painful. It's not the only reason, but one of the main reasons is lubrication. Mm -hmm. Women often don't spend a lot of time in foreplay or no, because the, we're tired and we're ready for it to be over. or like just get in and get out right but like <laughs> well, look, because we're doing it three times a day right? I, okay so, you're doing it three no, times I, a day that never that was not real life that's like no children weekends <laughs> i'm all like and go again, out of town for a never. <laughs> i was like we go out of town for a weekend i'm like you get one time <laughs> pick it choose wisely <laughs> I do when I'm really you wanna, like you want to have a quickie right now because that's your one time. <laughs> that's it. That's all. That's all you get. That's all. It's... But that goes to say, like, how often you're having sex is, and how healthy that is is relative to your relationship. Right. There are some couples that have sex once a month and they're happy with that. Are they both happy with that? Well, that depends. Like the in the research, 
as long as both are okay with something, there's nothing wrong with it. Whether it's the communication style or how often they have sex. It's only a problem when there's a mismatch, right? I want it three times a day. You want it once a week. Right. That's the problem. And you have to keep talking about it, right? Because I feel like as a woman that has ebbed and flowed for me. Oh, for sure. And I would say as a, as a woman, as a mom, uh, as business owners, like we are, I mean, as a mom to a five-year-old, my gosh, there are days that I don't want to be touched. I don't want anyone telling me what to do. I just want to be alone and like a Snuggie all oh by my myself. God, that sounds you know amazing. what I mean? Yes. Like a king size bed, but like on the opposite end. It's not because I don't love my husband. I do have an amazing husband. She does. He's pretty great. He's, he really is awesome. Um, but I, I, you just don't want to be touched, right? Like, Mm -hmm. isn't, is that a thing? You just don't, you're just like on, you're overtouched, overtouched. You're overtouched. I've been talking to people. I've been interacting. My whole life has been about somebody, other people today. And I need to like go revert into my show Mm -hmm. and I can't have sex because that means I have to make it pleasurable for you. And my only pleasure that I can think about in my head is my bed and my Snuggie. (laughs) (laughs) But I do think as women, we get overtouched. Mm -hmm. I agree. And sometimes I feel like, not to tie that back to self-care, but I feel like sometimes when you are giving all of yourself all day long at at your job, and at the end of the day, you are back to being a full-time mom to mm-hmm. your, I mean, you, 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 if you have, you're lucky enough to have a spouse that's there to help you, that's obviously, that's amazing. But even then, sometimes the kids just want you, mm-hmm. even though the dad is next to you, how many times do you hear mom, 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 like there's another there's someone else here. There's dad. Can you say dad at least one time? <laughs> oh my God, please. Drives me insane. But at the end of the day, you have to give yourself to your children and then, then your husband wants you. Well, I mean, I don't know about you, but if I just gave myself to my work and I gave my all, then I gave myself to my kids. And then if my husband and I was felt feeling good, I gave it to my husband. There is zero left for myself. Yeah. Zero. Right. Absolutely. So, and that happens the next day and then it's like groundhog day, right? It keeps happening. Well, when did you ever schedule time for yourself? Because you just gave everything to everybody else. You did. And then it's not just one hour of a massage once a week that's going to fill you up, right? Most of the time, most women get a massage once a month. I have to say you have to get a massage at least once a month. By someone good. Absolutely. I wish I could bring my massage therapist on here. You should. I should. We should do like a three But he's some young guy. Because I want to meet him, obviously. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) awesome. But he's great. His name is Nick. Massage Andy Randrock. Oh, boy. <laughs> Nick, you're next. <laughs> I'm coming for you, Nick. Um, but you have to be very intentional with scheduling your self-care because sex is so much about a conversation. And if you've been conversating all day and giving of yourself all day, mm-hmm. the last thing you want to do is give more of you. Right. Exactly. You need something pouring into you. And I think... Men in particular feel very rejected. I know. Yeah. And it's like, how do I fix that? Right. Exactly. I think that's, I think that's the hardest part too. And I know my husband and I have this conversation a lot and I'm sure you guys do too. I'm sure a lot, anyone who's listening right now can relate to it, but it's like a wall, right? Where the woman is just exhausted and tired. And they're like, how could my husband, how could he not see that I'm so exhausted and tired and I've given everything they must not think the same way women do. I truly do feel like men look at things more on a black and white physical level and not emotional, right? Like there's that 24 hour orgasm that a girl needs. I need (laughs) to like be 
doing like this seems to be like the perfect day everything went right you took the kids to school everything's good the dishes are clean i got a chance to take a shower by myself all right now it's game on but if all those things i'm not saying that always has to happen but it's just it's so different at the end of the night for a guy and a girl oh for sure and the guy's like but you're gonna feel good afterwards i'm like i I'm like that feel takes energy in my bed <laughs> yeah. thank you and very- my snuggie okay <laughs> <laughs> so, sex is so context-driven. Yes. It, we need ev- the stars to align, and I think that's the hardest thing for monogamous long-term couples to understand is that sex is context-driven, and you have to work together to evaluate mm-hmm. when I have really great sex with you, what is the context of my day? What are the context of my thoughts? Mm-hmm. My What are my feelings when I'm really sexual and I'm really wanting to get engaged? And on the days that, like, I have sex but it's not that great or I reject you for sex, like, mm-hmm. what's the context of my life? Right. And we call those breaks and accelerators, right? If I take the, the context clues of my life of when we have really great sex, those are the accelerators. Those are things that if you can recreate, you're mm-hmm. more likely going to have a higher chance of having sex. But do you know what my husband would say? He would say that those change all the time. They do. Guys, I feel so bad for my husband sometimes. It is, he knows me almost too well that now I know that he knows me. <laughs> and so at the end of the night, he'll turn off the ceiling fan. He'll turn off the lights, but leave one little light on. He like makes the mood because he knows that I, I have to have most of the lights off and the ceiling fan always has to be off. <laughs> So now when he does X, Y, and Z, he crawls into bed all sly and he's just like trying to like rub my arm like, I already know that you're ready to have sex. Like you are. Like I go rigid. I already know. (laughs) He does such a good job at knowing me and knowing, hey, I did the dishes. I know that when I do the dishes, this usually works. Or hey, I did this today. Women are so, we're so crazy. We really are. We are are very complex and crazy. I'm not going to lie. I almost have to laugh at it. And I think this is the secret to marriage is just owning that owning that we're complex right we are we we super are we like, have to just talk <laughs> what works one time doesn't work another time but i will say i think it's wonderful that he watches and studies you for sure yes but it's almost then like the fact that they watch you and study you you're <laughs> no. all like but do you see how that goes on sounded? and you're like no <laughs> that's right so I now don't it's want almost... that fan on. Yeah, off. <laughs> off is the... Off means it's on. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that took me a second, but I totally get it. <laughs> so now now he does the opposite. Now he'll leave the fan on, and he'll turn off all the lights, and then he'll rub me, because he, he started to, like, go He's backwards. Like rubbing on your arm. Yeah, because he knows I know too much with the other way, so it's more, like, exciting and unpredictable. <laughs> You never know if that fan is on if you're going to get laid. But again, as a woman, I just spent the entire last 12 hours overthinking my entire day and everything that happened. So that Mm -hmm. doesn't end at the end of the night. It doesn't. Or your brain is going all day that the second you hit the bed, it just shuts off. Mm -hmm. And it's I can't even think about it. So I do think you make a really good point there that we have to own our complexity. I do think we have to learn ourselves. And I do think that, you know, in bringing it back to self-care... The more I think about myself and I prioritize taking care of myself and experiencing pleasure in life, the more open I am for wanting to experience pleasure sexually. Mm-hmm. But sex is is really, it's a conversation. 
And it's all about pleasure. It's not about orgasm. It's not about penetration. It's about two people or yourself by yourself experiencing pleasure. And so if the rest of your life is about everybody else and everything else and not about you, it's going to have a direct impact on your sex life. Oh, 100%. You have to make sure that you take time for yourself. I mean, again, going back to as simple as getting a spray tan or something, if you feel good, you're going to act yeah. like that, right? Yeah. You're going to have more confidence. More confidence goes into the bedroom. Whenever you're in the middle of doing, let's just say, training for something or you're losing weight and you're feeling good and your body's, you know, fitting into those favorite jeans that you love, you're going to crawl into bed and just have that extra little, like, Mm. Yeah, oomph, like yeah. perk, right? Like you're going to be able to, uh, and you're going to want to perform so much better. If you don't, like, because you're not taking time for yourself and you're not caring about everything because you're giving everything to everybody else, the moment you hit the sheets, you're done. You don't care because you didn't care about yourself for a long time. You're not going to care about yourself to feel good later on no. that night either. And you definitely don't care about anyone else because... Yeah. Because you, know? you don't care, you don't about, care about yourself. <laughs> or you finally gotten to the point that you're like, couldn't care anymore about anybody else because you've done it. You yes. know? So at the end of the day, to wrap this all up, husbands, <laughs> if you are listening to this, because 50% of our listeners are guys and wow. about 50% of our listeners are girls. One, okay. I think guys really make their women feel bad about going and doing the skincare treatments like Botox. Yeah, right? I agree. I think you guys need to check out Botox. Yeah. I'll have Eric on here one you time. You were the problem. Okay. <laughs> I'm just she kidding. didn't mean that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It is your fault. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it is about, one, thinking about yourself. It's about saying that it's okay to love on yourself, to explore new things, to ask questions and challenge assumptions. It's about understanding that Self-care is going to change over time, um, your dedication, your commitment to it. But find a routine that works for you in this season of your life. Talk to a professional like Candace about what your options are. Most of the time, med spas will offer free consults mm-hmm. just yeah. to like, here's your options. Here's what it could do. And let's talk, like, let's have some real talk about what the options are and what yeah. your healthy skincare, even if it's just like healthy face wash and, you know, moisturizer and SPF just for your skin. Something, something to something. make yourself feel good, look good and, and find that person that will listen to you and you can develop a marriage with your provider. I definitely have a marriage with Candace. Yeah. I tell <laughs> everyone I don't do one night stands. We only do marriages. So okay. don't cheat on me. I can't. <laughs> I wouldn't, but when you find the right injector, you don't want to cheat on your injector. No, you don't want your 11 units and weighing your forehead. No, I will never get, (laughs) what are those um, emails that you get sent where it's like free Botox or like you get, you know, coupons, coupons, never, never go on coupon for your skincare. Don't do it. Don't do it. it. Consider this a public service announcement. (laughs) Get on (laughs) group. do that <laughs> get on groupon for your date night activities yes. but not your botox yeah okay? your hotel stays thank you you know yes towels maybe exactly i don't know communicate with each other be open to trying new things with each other being curious asking questions and letting people change letting yourself change letting your partner change i think couples fight about sex they fight about intimacy they fight about self-care well you know you always go to the gym and i'm always here at home with the kids like talk about what you need and what you want instead of all the things that you're not getting Mm -hmm. you have to do that 
You do. You have to do that. You have to prioritize yourself. I will also hear, I can't afford doing Botox. I can't afford to do that. Don't, don't do that then. Don't, don't make it about Botox. Don't make it about something to pick one thing that you can fit into your budget. We all spend money, whether you spend it on a pack of, what? I keep going to say Cheetos, <laughs> a pack of something that you don't need or Starbucks, right? You're spending little bits of money along the way without realizing it. We could save that to, for something that would really actually give us pleasure that could transpire so many positive events in your life after that. Absolutely. Have conversations, challenge assumptions, try new things, and prioritize yourself because the relationship that you have with yourself sets the tone for every other relationship that you have in your life. And making pleasure a priority is going to have a direct impact on your long-term relationship with your partner. Mm -hmm. So Candace. Yes. Candace and her team are the best on Instagram <laughs> and TikTok. Tell people how they can oh, get in touch with you, please. My gosh. Okay, so you can get in touch with us many, many different ways. You can go to our website, which is, you know, the normal www.aurora, like the princess, A-U-R-O-R-A, medical spa, atx.com is our website. On that website, you'll see a couple of different links for our social media, so our Instagram Handle is Aurora, A-U-R-O-R-A underscore Med Spa ATX. We also have a TikTok as of a year ago, <laughs> which we in the local area are known for. We do a lot of TikToks on our social media. I think our TikTok followers is like almost to maybe like a couple hundred right Whoa. now. I know. Watch Girl. out. Watch out, everyone. I think your TikToks are funny. <laughs> I think they're funny, too. You might see a familiar face on your Aurora Med Spa page. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm the one with the double chin. Oh, my. <laughs> that's our website. That's your website. Yeah, that's right. The lack of double chin. Give us a call. Like I said, we're in Georgetown. It's not too far away from Austin. Even if you don't live in the area and you just want someone to bounce ideas off of, I will tell you the girls that answer the phone are some of the absolute sweetest, most helpful ladies that I know. I mean, generally speaking, I'm sure you agree with me oh too. My God. They yeah. they can help answer questions. I can't tell you how many people will call us thinking they called a different location or some other med spa, and we figure that out like 20 minutes later, and we just told them everything <laughs> there is to know about Botox or anything. Or skincare. Or skincare. Yeah, so Aurora Medical Spa in Georgetown. Look us up. We'd love to talk to you and help you. Well, thank you so much, Candace. If this Absolutely. was helpful for you, please subscribe to whatever channel you subscribe to podcasts to. Give us a starred review. Share us on your Facebook or Instagram. If you have questions, I'm pretty sure I didn't ask you this. Oh boy. But if you have questions, <laughs> when you see this post up on Instagram or you see this post up on your, your podcast channeling, please send those questions into us and I can forward them over to Candace and oh, her team. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I love to help answer any questions that any of you guys have. Like I said, you can follow me on my own social media. It's Nurse Injector ATX. Shoot me a message. I would love to talk to anyone. It's just a journey that we're all on and I would love to help everyone. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. We will see you on the next session next week. There you have it. If this episode hit home for you, take a second to share it with a friend, screenshot it, and share it on Instagram, or leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to learn more tips and stay connected with Sonia, follow her on Instagram at Jensen. And if you want to find more information, you can check out her website at www.sonyajensen.com. Until next time, remember, stay real, stay unfiltered, and dig deep.